While the Big Ten and SEC both inked major media rights contracts in the last couple of years, the ACC remains locked in a deal with ESPN that doesn't expire until 2036. That has some of the conference's bigger brands feeling a little antsy as they watch many of the sport's top programs continue to separate themselves financially. Florida State is one of those programs that has been in the news very recently, uh, being pretty vocal that they very well might leave the ACC in what has been a massive change-up, at least on the football side of college sports. To talk about the latest on that, I bring on David Glenn from the North Carolina Sports Network. David, thanks for being back on the show. It's good to be with you again. Just how big of a deal is this for our teams over here in the Triangle if FSU leaves the ACC? That would be a big deal. You know, and on the one hand, you have to say that the Atlantic Coast Conference, because it has fallen behind the Big Ten and the SEC so far financially, the ACC, which is 70 years old, is more vulnerable right now because of that financial gap than I believe it has been at any other point in this 70-year history. At the same time, the ACC, because of a $100 million-plus exit fee and a legal document called the Grant of Rights, has tried to protect itself from Florida State leaving anytime soon or Clemson leaving anytime soon. I think it would be devastating for the ACC schools left behind if Florida State and or Clemson left because football drives the most money in modern college athletics by a lot. It wasn't that way 25 years ago. It is that way now. And, of course, Florida State and Clemson have more people watching their football games than any other school in the ACC. Notre Dame is only a member, a partial member in football. The Irish also get a lot of TV eyeballs. So it, it would be a serious setback for the remaining ACC schools if Florida State and or Clemson were to leave. Uh, and, and I think it would cause other schools to have to decide know whether they would accept an invitation from the Big Ten or the SEC if that invitation came, as it has in the past for a school like UNC, for example. But right now, we're not 100% sure whether anybody's going to make Florida State an offer. So the Seminoles keep making noise, but it's not yet clear whether the Big Ten or the SEC is ready to extend an invitation. It all comes down to money. What would the difference be for an FSU if they left the ACC for the Big Ten or the SEC? How much more money would they bring in? Well, right now, the gap is 10 to $20 million, meaning Florida State, for example, will get a check for $40 million plus from the Atlantic Coast Conference headquarters right now. Per, you know, Once a year, you get that check. In the SEC right now, that check is $50 million a year. In the Big Ten right now, that check is $60 million a year. So that's a 10 to $20 million gap. That's a manageable gap. It's a lot of money for folks like you and me and your listeners, but in the big world of college athletics, you can handle a $10 million gap per year. In fact, who's won the most national championships over the last couple of years uh, than any other league? It's the Atlantic Coast Conference. So falling behind over these last two decades financially has not stopped the ACC from winning more championships than everybody else. Uh, And that includes at least some championships in both football and men's basketball who pay most of the bills. The problem is that the projections in the next few years are that the gap is going to be $30 So in other words, the ACC will keep growing. That check might be 50 to 60 million five years down the road. But at that same point, those Big Ten schools and SEC schools might be getting checks worth 90 or or $100 million per year per school. That 
in the eyes of those FSU folks who are speaking out very publicly and very aggressively right now, to the dismay of some other ACC officials that I know personally, I will add, um, that Florida State is looking down the road. They're not worried about a $10 million a year gap. They are worried about a 30 to $40 million a year gap uh, because it's hard to compete against the SEC or Big Ten schools if they're paying their coaches and upgrading their facilities uh, with just that much more revenue every year, most of that revenue being TV-related revenue or uh, multimedia rights revenue, as we call it now. So it's, it's a difficult decision because, remember, Florida State can say it wants to grab those bigger dollars in one of those other leagues but A, there's no invitation right now from either of those leagues. And B, unless you're going to somehow beat the grant of rights in the court of law, your combination of an exit fee and the loss of your media rights to till 2036, my calculations suggest that you combine those two things, the cost of departure, if you will, unless you find a lawyer who gets you out of the grant of rights, you're talking about half a billion dollars leave $500 million plus if you were to leave in the next year or so. Uh, so yeah, there's money out there to grab bigger checks that you would enjoy. But if you ended up paying that whole half a billion, well then, uh, you know, the, the, the negatives might outweigh the positive. Yeah, that exit fee, that definitely adds a whole different dimension to this whole situation for any team that wants to leave the conference. But, but I think my big question for me is, is the ACC probably looks and says, okay, we're not necessarily known as a football conference. What can we do to become more of a football conference? And would expansion be part of that? They add in some teams that have prestigious football programs like an App State or someone uh, more Northeastern? There's nobody out there right now that the ACC believes would add more to the financial coffers than they would cost as one more mouth to feed. So they have run models with West Virginia University and Cincinnati and University of Central Florida. Some of these schools, of course, are on the move as we speak. Um, the, the ACC missed an opportunity decades ago when Penn State was looking for a new league, and of course Penn State picked the Big Ten. They missed an opportunity more recently when Texas was looking for a new league, and of course now Texas and Oklahoma are both leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. ACC has tended to be more reactive for the most part. Um, even Florida State, getting Florida State in the 1990s was kind of a reaction to being asleep at the wheel when Penn State picked the Big Ten. Uh, and Some of the more recent expansions have been reactions to, for example, losing Maryland to the Big Ten about a decade ago over some of the same TV money issues that we're seeing uh, being born again now. There just aren't really expansion options that add more than they, they cost, again, as another mouth to feed, and that's why uh, the ACC is, is focusing on its, its move of its headquarters to Charlotte, trying to tweak its TV deals the best it can, trying to maximize its Notre Dame relationship the best it can, and hoping that the move to Charlotte allows for more money on the sponsorship side because whereas TV money, of course, is the biggest slice of the league's uh, financial pie, there's another 30 or so percent money that a league raises in non-TV-related ways. So they, they want to maximize that with a move to Charlotte, where there's a lot more Fortune 500 companies located uh, than there ever has been in, in the Greensboro or Triad area of North Carolina. Talking with David Glenn from the North Carolina Sports Network. Uh, well, the last question that keeps on popping into my head is, uh, this is obviously a money issue, and a more recent money issue that's come into sports is NIL deals. 
And it looks very possible that those could play a role in making your team better. The more money you have to offer prospective players, you know, in theory, the better team you can have. Is the ACC looking at that and thinking, uh, like FSU, are they saying that, uh, you know, we're not going to bring in as much money in the future, so it's going to be hard for us to bring in a five-star, four-star talent? That is definitely on everybody's mind, but I think the consensus in college sports right now, ACC or otherwise, is that they just want everybody playing by the same rules. Because the NCAA did not adopt a framework for how name image likeness is going to work, and that money goes from third parties to these athletes, not directly from the university to the athletes, so it's a little bit different. Hmm. But they're basically begging Congress to come up with a framework that will regulate name image likeness. And remember, that's after the NCAA has spent my entire lifetime and more telling Congress to stay out of its business. So it's been a 180-degree reversal, basically begging Congress, hey, every time we try to create rules on this, we get sued and we lose. So if if Congress will adopt a framework for name, image, likeness, that at least would be better than what we have right now, which is a whole bunch of different states having a whole bunch of different rules governing NIL, and that obviously is the farthest thing from a level playing field. Well, we're probably a few years away from any sort of action like that, I'd imagine. Probably so. I mean, Congress has a hard time agreeing on most things right now. Uh, so I don't, I, there are a dozen proposals on how to handle name, image, likeness for college sports, but I don't see any that are close to being adopted. There's a chance that student-athletes at the college level, whether you call it a union or not, adopt something of that sort and negotiate name, image, likeness terms with the universities. Uh, those are two potential avenues, but until one of those things happen, you know, we're stuck with this patchwork framework where uh, the rules on name, image, likeness depend on which state your university happens to be located in. Well, David Glenn, thanks as always. Great insight. Always good to be with you. Thank you.